the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. Not the way you wanted to start the tough stretch of 13 of the next 16 on the road. But nobody said this was going to be easy. And the 9-7 and seven goal we've been talking about is still well within reach. Good morning. It's Davo. Glad you're along for a late night slash early morning yeah, edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation where it's currently 12.15 a.m. The Royals about five minutes ago dropped game one of this three-game set to the Angels. Six to one. And we are going to look at the next couple of games of this series, and it'll be pretty quick because there ain't too much to talk about tonight. But first, our player of the game where we had slim pickings. Do you go with Eric Hosmer, who extended his hitting streak to 15 games? Do you go with Ian Kennedy for battling, even though he wasn't particularly good tonight? Did have some bad luck, though. Didn't have command uh, of his pitches, though. We'll talk about that in a bit. Or do you go with who I chose, and that's Mike Moustakis? And why do I choose Moose? Well, A, there wasn't much to choose from, and B, he drew two walks tonight. That's five walks tonight for the Royals. How about that? Five walks. We've been harping here for a long time how it'd be nice to see the Royals get three, four, five walks a game. And, and obviously five is not going to happen, but two or three, three a game is a decent goal. Three walks a game for the Royals would be a decent goal, you would think, right? They get five tonight, did strike out six, but you take the good with the bad, right? Royals had only one extra base hit tonight against Garrett Richards, who was legit good tonight. And that extra base hit didn't come till the eighth inning when he was out of the game. Kendrys Morales just missed a home run by inches, hitting a double, just barely making it into second base as he thought he had one there. Like I said, Haas extends the hitting streak, but the offense against Richards, eight left on base, just one for five with runners in scoring position. Tip the cap to him. Six and two-thirds allows one run on three hits. Struck out five. He did walk five in this game, so while you do tip the cap, you're a little frustrated the Royals couldn't do more with the five walks. But to me, this is kind of one of those, we've seen your Donna Ventura in, in the past, where he has those games where he walks five. Even this year, we've seen it happen, where he walks five, but then strikes out the same number. And you know that the opponents are saying, man, we got to do something with those free passes, make them pay. But the thing is, the stuff is electric from Ventura. Same thing with Richard. So while he's a little wild, a little erratic at times, he's still very tough to square up. And the Royals just could not do that tonight. Just did not hit the ball hard at all tonight. Honestly, how many balls were hit hard against him? Basically none. The Angels didn't play great defense. That's how the Royals got their run in this ball game. But yeah, not the kind of way you wanted to start offensively, losing 6-1 to in this game. Now, Ian Kennedy, let's talk about him for the Royals. He battled in this one. I'll I'll give him credit for that because the game started off in very inauspicious fashion for Kennedy. He goes six innings, five runs on seven hits, struck out two, but again, the control. We talked about the control with Richard. Same thing for Kennedy. He walks four and hits a batter as well. So six innings, five runs on seven hits, a couple of Ks, four walks, and a hit batter. So basically five free passes to go along with seven hits. That's 12 base runners in six innings, a whip of two and five runs. Obviously, ain't going to get it done. There was also a wild pitch in there that led to a run. In the first inning, 108 pitches to get through the six. At least Kennedy, though, did give the Royals innings. And it's one of those things where... 
he impressed me tonight because he didn't have command of his stuff tonight. Didn't have it. Had some bad luck early. You know, a big first pitch or it's not first. Sorry, not first pitch. A big high pitch. 27 pitch first inning, but was still able to go six innings for the Royals. There wasn't a ninth inning. So you get an inning from Soria, an inning from Chin Ming Wong, and your bullpen is basically at 100% tomorrow. You got to think Dylan G would be available in a pinch and then back to 100% by Wednesday. But your bullpen's pretty much 100% going into tomorrow's game. So nice job there by Kennedy. And that's why the Royals gave him the money because he eats innings. He always does. That's one thing Kennedy does year to year to year to year eat innings. And so far this year, he's done that at a high level. Except for tonight, but still got through the innings, like I said. And there was some bad luck. Hits Yunel Escobar to start the game. Just nicked him by a millimeter. Rafael Ortega hits a ball about 60 feet towards third base. Uh, that Moose lets roll, as he should have. Had no chance to throw Ortega out. The ball stays fair. Dies there in the dirt. Like I said, you have a wild pitch that scores a run on that inning that Salvi normally blocks. It was a tough play, though. Took a bad hop. On and on. Just from the start, it wasn't the Royals' night. Just one of those nights, it was a clunker. You know, just a clunker. The Royals never, to me, felt like they were going to win this game, ever, at any point. I never thought they were going to win this game. Joaquim Soria comes in, yeah, looked okay, but obviously pretty soon here he's going to have to stop giving up runs or he's not going to be a viable reliever. And again, we keep saying he gets a longer leash than anyone else, but gives up the solo home run to Albert Pujols, and at some point in the near future, say the next five to seven appearances, Soria really does need to pull things together before you seriously have to consider moving him back to fourth or fifth in your bullpen. Maybe even guys like Danny Duffy and Dylan G will deserve a look if Soria, say, two to three weeks from now, is still struggling. At that point, you'll have enough of a sample size to say, okay, we need to make some adjustments. I'm not there yet, though. I'm still going to give him that long rope, as I've been saying. Not there yet. There were some good things. Soria still shows the ability with velocity. Still is able to get that fastball inside. You just you know worry about the secondary pitches. They're just not there consistently. We've, we've seen very few good curveballs from Joaquin Soria this year. Either missing out of the zone or missing up. So hopefully he'll continue to improve as time goes on. Chen Ming Wong, a scoreless eighth, like I said earlier. Walks one, but otherwise looked pretty good tonight for the Royals. All right, so let's kind of just get rid of this clunker. Not much else to talk about. Is there Hosmer extends the hitting streak? Kennedy battles to give you six innings when he didn't have it. Uh, you know, there's just not much else to talk about. A couple of walks. The Royals do some walks. What else is there? You got beat by Garrett Richards. You move on to the next couple of games. And they line up pretty good for the Royals. Edinson Volquez tomorrow, 3-0 with a 1-4-6. Somehow, Jared Weaver is 2-0 with a 3-1-2. With his velocity sitting at 82 miles an hour. Did touch 86 miles an hour. You know, it's a bad sign. This is a guy who sat, you know, or at least touched. Sat low 90s to to low mid-90s and definitely touched upper mid-90s even just a couple of years ago. Velocity down, though, like I said, low 80s now with the fastball, did touch 86. You know it's bad when you're you're reading the previews and the game notes the Angels provided, and they're like almost bragging that he touched 86 in his last outing against the White Sox. He was good, though. I mean, he really was. Seven innings against the Sox, allows one run on three hits, a couple of walks and two Ks in that game. Eddie comes in with seven scoreless innings and five Ks against Detroit. I, you got to like the Royals, right? you got to like him against Jared Weaver. Not a ton of lifetime success, but the Royals haven't seen him too much since he kind of has lost all the velocity. But, but as we've seen, Chris Young proves, as the many other guys, it's not all about velocity. It's about location. It's about missing barrels, and it's about knowing how to pitch, and Jared Weaver does all of those things. 
Now, the arm slot is similar to the guy the Royals will see on Wednesday, which to me is a good sign. Nick Trapiano takes the mound. Only one Royal has seen him. Kendrys Morales 0 for 2. Trapiano comes in with a nice season so far. 1-0 at the 1-6-9. Not going to give you a lot of innings, but has been good. He is in the rotation because he's filling in for the injured Andrew Heaney. Chris Young, 1-3 with a 6-4-1, but comes in, you know, speaking of Jared Weaver without the velocity and quote-unquote dominating, he really is with an ERA around three, Young dominated against Baltimore. Six innings, two runs, four hits, you remember, 10 Ks and one walk against Baltimore. Will be very interesting on Wednesday to see how Chris Young does against the Angels, you know. A, a decent to good start his first outing, didn't give you a lot of innings and struggle, but got through... In his first outing of the year in Game 2 against the Mets, then bad a couple of starts, just plain bad, and then really good last start. So what will you get in his fifth start of the year? We'll find out as he takes on Nick Trapiano. Trapiano, similar, like I said, to Weaver in the arm slot. Even stuff. I mean, he, but although he does sit around 90. So, you know, 7, 8 miles an hour faster, but not overpowering. Similar arm slot, similar type of pitcher. The Royals haven't seen him much, but hopefully they'll get warmed up against Weaver tomorrow night and see a very similar pitcher and keep it going when it gets to Wednesday. We'll be back with you again tomorrow night on Clubhouse Conversation. Is this the fastest dish ever? We're going to be under 10 minutes in a dish. I think I normally average about 15, 14, 15, 16 minutes. So to get out of here in less than 10 tells you all you need to know about what time it is right now and how the game went. We'll talk to you late tomorrow night. By the way, be listening and looking tomorrow. I will be talking to... An Omaha Storm Chasers starting pitcher who you very well could see in KC possibly late this year, if not a decent to good chance next year you see him. Who am I talking about? Find out early tomorrow afternoon. Very excited for this interview as we will call up an Omaha Storm Chaser starting pitcher that I do believe you'll see in KC. That's coming up. Got another former Royal lined up for this weekend as well. And more dishes on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night. Go Royals!